All right, so that was <coughs> Eckhart Tolle. Some of you may have read some of his books. His most famous is called The Power of Now. And I want you to think about it. I'm going to get a little deep here with you guys, but I think you guys are, you can handle it. <coughs> and that is this. Like, I'm talking right now. And if you kind of heard what he was saying, you might have another voice in your head as I'm talking. So if I'm talking and you're listening, and there's another voice in your head doing just what he's talking about, saying, uh, you know, when stuff are we going to stop, and when are we going to be done, and I'm hungry, and I'm tired, and I have to do this, and i got to get ready for Oskis or boards or whatever. Who's doing that thinking? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought that there's actually someone else doing thinking inside your head except for you? So there is your mind, right, your brain, and then... And your brain is listening to me because you have ears, right? But the ears are, you're taking in information like this, and going into your ears, the stapes, and incus, and all that kind of stuff is bouncing around, and it's going into certain parts of your brain. But there's a totally other part of your brain that is thinking. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that part of the brain that's thinking? That's what he's saying to get control of, Right? Because it's very easy to get uh, let that part of your brain get completely out of control. And let it totally ramp you up into places you don't need to go. And that's what he was referenced when he was saying we need to get control through various methods. Later on in this series, he talks about meditation and prayer and you know, reading spiritual books and that kind of stuff. All those things are very important. But if you think about it, and if you don't believe what I'm saying, like have you ever driven somewhere? And I wonder how on earth you got to the next place without, like, how did I get to exit 26? Like, I was going to exit 21, and next thing you know, you're exit 20. How did this happen? Like, who was, who was driving? Right? Because you're sitting just at it, and you're thinking about whatever. I'm, I'm going to go to dinner here, and I'm going to get order this meal parmesan, and I'm going to get this, blah, 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 blah. and next thing you know, you pass like six exits. You're like, wow, how did I ever get here? Right? So it is not that what we're talking about is some etheric quality or some, some mumbo-jumbo kind. This is really true, that you, have, you are thinking or hearing with, your, with certain parts of your brain, but the, another part of your brain is doing this thinking. And that part of your brain, as he was saying, can actually get quite out of control and dangerous. You know? Because you can start making all these negative thoughts. I know you all take a McCoy and stuff. And you can get really out of control taking McCoy. Right? And you could go from saying, Ugh, you know, I have to do this thing for McCoy's class today, and next thing you know, saying, oh my God, but these guys in my group aren't working together, and this, and this, and this, and this, and next thing you know, you're you know, skyrocketing your thoughts because you didn't control them. Because there's two kind of consciousnesses going on in your head at one time. Whether you believe me or not, there is. Right? There's the consciousness that's paying attention. And, there's a, and then there's the rambling on that's in the background. And what Toll, Eckhart Tolle is saying is you need to take control of that rambling consciousness. You know, the most successful people out there, if you talk to any of the successful chiropractors, they all have very specific ways that they have trained their brains and their minds and their bodies to not <clears throat> jump into that sort of dialogue. You know? Um, so, and everybody who I know who is a very successful chiropractor has done this, and I learned it from them. So, and these things are called rituals. And I suggest you create one. 
I suggest you create a morning ritual. Whatever the ritual is for you, it doesn't really matter. You know, everyone has their own rituals. You know, for my wife and I in the morning, we get up and we work out. That's the first thing we're going to do. And that's part of our ritual. And it's relatively unbroken. And we want that half hour, 45 minutes working out to clear our mind and get our bodies ready. <coughs> and then we'll read some kind of spiritual book. Whatever book that might happen to be at the particular time. I'm reading one of his books right now, which is why I'm talking about this with you. But whatever that, that book, whether it's the Bible, or <coughs> it's you know, Eckhart Tolle, or Wayne Dyer, or Deepak Chopra, or whoever, that's a, the next you know, kind of thing. And then as we are getting ready for work, I'm listening to some kind of a podcast. Every morning I listen to some podcast, whether it's Sigafoos' podcast, or uh, Eckhart Tolle on Oprah Winfrey, or some other kind of podcast. So, and as I drive to work, or as you guys are driving to school, or walking from the LVR, and it takes you 10 minutes to get from one place to another, don't just listen to music, even though music is lovely, you know, and there's nothing wrong with music, but listen to something that's actually going to improve your brain sense. Improve, listen to something that's going to, that's going to take you, that's going to elevate you. Not just keep you at the same place. Not just plateau you or drop you down even if you listen to some negative music. Um, not that all music is negative, but there's some music that's pretty offensive. Um, you know, we want to do something to elevate us because the thought is, and you may say, well, it's just, I'm just going to classes, who cares? But the thought is, if you train yourselves now, with this ritual, whatever the ritual is. It doesn't have to be what we do. You make up your own morning ritual. Um, one of our interns calls it her hour of power, right? So she does like 20 minutes of meditation, 20 minutes of workout, 20 minutes of prayer. That's her hour of power. But she does that to prepare herself for the day so that when she's adjusting someone, how open are you? How clear are you? Or are you with that person with that little baby or with that pregnant person like this and you're thinking about your mortgage and I, I didn't pay that bill and I have to do this kind of thing and I got to write this list and I forgot to tell them this and you're somewhere else because you, you're with the person, you're adjusting the person but you're not really there. Your body is there but it's just like when you're driving and you're 20 exits down the road and you, how did I get there? You, you're adjusting the person. You say, I don't even remember adjusting the person because you weren't there. right? You weren't present. And Tully was mentioning that, present, that the key to success in this day and age is present time consciousness. You know, so as an example of what true present time consciousness is, if you go to see a really great movie or really like intense kind of movie, like my son brought us to Mad Max a couple weeks ago, um, that was a very intense movie. Uh, but it went by really quick. And I, how, how many saw Mad Max? Have you seen Mad Max? Well, not that many. Okay, it's very intense. And he's he's going to be a director, so this is how he thinks he. he He's telling us during a movie about this camera angle and what he's doing here and how that really happened and stuff. Um, so, but if you watch any kind of movie that's got a lot of action or really, uh, or something that's really entertaining and you're really loving it, you lose yourself in the movie, right? And a two-hour movie can take how long in your mind? It'll be like 20 minutes. Like it's over. It's over. I can't believe it's over. But then you're you know you're you're sitting in a lecture about physics. And you probably remember some of those lectures. And, you know, a two-hour lecture feels like it takes three years to get done. It's the same amount of time, right? The two-hour movie or the two-hour lecture, it's the same two hours. But one of them drags out like this, and one of them goes by in a snap. Well, why is that? It's because your mind is thinking 
during the physics lecture, you're going, oh God, oh God, oh God, I hate this, I don't understand what he's talking about, trajectory, what does he mean by trajectory? I can't figure this thing out, I'm never going to figure this out. I hate physics, I never do physics, I need physics. And you, you have this whole dialogue in your head for two hours, right? So everything drags out. But you're watching a movie that's really enthralling you, and a movie just goes by, whoosh, like this. You're like, wow, that was an amazing movie, right? But you can do that with your patients too, right? If you're a present time consciousness, when you're with your patients, then when you are adjusting that child or that adult or that pregnant woman or that senior citizen, they feel like you've been with them for hours, even though it's only been five minutes. Because you're with them. You're giving them all of your attention. Right? So you ask my patients, how long does Dr. Rubin spend with you? They're going to say 15 minutes? I don't know. Where it's maybe five or seven minutes. Because we give them all of our attention. Right? And that's something we need to focus on and learn that craft of all the present time consciousness, the power of now, like Eckhart Tolle says, the power of now is the critical factor. Because what's going to happen 10 minutes from now or two hours from now or what happened yesterday, you can't do anything about. You can't, ch affect, you can't change the future yet. You can't change the past for sure. All we got is right now. So stay in the now. And how do you practice that? Is wherever you are, be there. Wherever you are. Whether you're driving or you're listening to me in class or you're listening to your friends or you're talking with your kids, or you're you know, watching a movie, be there. Just like he was saying. And what happens is when the, because you have those two, these two minds, you have the mind is paying attention, the mind is going, oh, oh, oh. and what you do is you say, you just, just kind of tell the mind, shut up. And then the mind's like, you talking to me? He said, yeah, just shut up. And then you start quieting it down and start honing in on just, I'm just focusing in on whatever it is I'm supposed to be focusing in on. And you practice that. And you build that, and you meditate, and you pray, and do whatever you can to build that present time consciousness so that when you have that, you can tap into it at a moment's time. You could be over here talking to some people and being present with them, and then you go over here, and I'm going to adjust Carolina, and I'm going to be right there with her. And even though there's all this other stuff going on, and I just came from over here, and I have all this other stuff to do, I'm going to be with her. And can you do that? Can you master that? Because that, that is a discipline that will really lead you to success. So I recommend that you read The Power of Now and, or other books you know, like this and really start practicing this kind of stuff. I recommend that you find a ritual. Uh, and I think the morning is the best time to prepare yourself for the day, but you can do an evening one, whatever works for you guys. But I suggest you find some kind of ritual, some kind of things that you do every morning, every morning, nonstop, no matter where you are or what you're doing, you have some form of that ritual going so that you can create this power of now that you're really looking for. Yeah? But if you shut up that other consciousness of yourself, how do you 